And we're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King. And uh, a bit later in the program, we might take a look at um, just how things are changing, uh, heading into the United States these days. But let's start off with something oh, that makes us much more relaxed feeling. Let's head off to France, Sally Lucas. Why wouldn't I start the year with France, Jane Klein? <laughs> Anyway, I just thought I'm doing this a bit differently, even though it's France. I haven't talked about the self-drive canal boats there before. We've talked about barge cruising and all sorts of other cruising, but it's quite reasonable to do this. So if you're a person that is a boaty and you know has a boat here and would love to do it and has a group of friends you'd like to take away with you, what a fabulous thing to do to share with a few friends. And depending on the size of the vessel you want and what area you want to do it in, you know, some of them only might take eight passengers or some might take ten. You know, you've still got your own cabin. And the, I guess the four top regions for self-drive boating are in France. One would be Burgundy, of course, which is where I did the barge cruise. So you've got a wonderful network of canals there that, that you can cruise. And, of course, you've got the beautiful medieval city of Beaune. You've got Dijon with its markets. You've got Chablis. Um, you've got Chalons-sur-Saône. And you know, it's just a, a really wonderful area of the world if you're into your wine and your food, of course. Very good local wines. <laughs> Very good. But, of course, the other area, which is huge, it's one of the largest, I guess, of, of the province provinces of France is Aquitaine. Um, and, and within that um, particular pro- province, you've got That's bottom, bottom going to Spain. So it yeah. hits Spain on the bottom and hits the Atlantic coast. And you've got like departments in the Dordogne. They have 24 departments, of which the Dordogne is part of the Aquitaine. The Lot, that beautiful Lot Valley area, of course. You've got Bordeaux again with your wines. Dordogne is famous for its food. And then you get right down to somewhere like Biarritz. So you've got quite a, a, an array of different areas that that you can cruise throughout there as well. So that's that's another interesting area, I thought. Then you've got the Camargue. Now, the Camargue is a region right down the bottom, the south. Um, if you like, it's beneath Arles and not far from Carcassonne, Nîmes. You've got also within that area of the Languedoc-Roussillon area. The Camargue is a, a waterway, an incredible sort of waterway, and it's renowned for the wild horses down there, which is quite incredible. Deer, flamingos, and other incredible wildlife. So very, very different again. You don't think of France and think of pink flamingos and, you know, so you're going somewhere very different. You've got Montpellier, of course, is in that area as well, Perpignan. Um, so wonderful area again. Then you've got Nivernais. Now that's sort of towards the Loire Valley area, which is famous for your chateaus. So that's sort of south of Paris, if you like, but not very far south, um, getting down into that area and, again, heading down towards Burgundy. And you've got some beautiful villages and towns. And it was interesting, I was talking to some clients this week who, who are planning a, a trip again, and they were they, they just started to wax lyrical about how beautiful the villages in France were. And um, they'd stayed in the mid-Pyrenees area in Estang and said, you know, they could just walk to the little cafes and they just, just loved it, you know, the, the rolling hillsides. Uh, but, yeah, we're not talking rolling hillsides if you're boating, of course, but you could add that into it as well. You can see them. You can. So you, depending on which one you do, like how many locks there are, depends on which canal route you're going to follow because you do have to go through locks. They do have boats uh, boats on board. Yes, Sally, bikes on board the boats so that you can also cycle between the locks while take it in turns. If you've got someone who can take it in turns to captain the vessel, um, then you can take a turn in cycling or just where you pull up, you can just go cycling around the 
the area. So you've still got a form of land transport, if you like, as well as being on your canal. And the beautiful thing is with, with feeding yourself, you've got all these wonderful markets all along the way where you can just buy the most incredible fresh food, cheeses, wines. You know, I can just picture myself right now doing that, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, various different regions. Now, I've picked uh, a lot of these areas where I, uh, it's a, a company I like using called the French Travel Connection if you wanted to have a look at their website or, or their brochures and that will detail you the different canals, um, the size of the vessels, you know, how many locks are involved, how many kilometres you're cruising, etc. But what a nice way to do it with a group of friends. I think it would be quite lovely and just, just really something very special and very different. The United States, there's a certain amount of um, confusion, I suppose we could say, at the moment about uh, travelling into the United States mm. and travelling to Cuba as well, which is one of yes. our favoured destinations at the moment. That, that's quite true, uh, Jane, and I guess it's still a work in progress and a wait and watch with America. Um, the travel ban that they've introduced, which is on seven different uh, countries or nationals of those countries, Iran, Iraq, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, Syria and Yemen, they're suspended from entering the United States and that includes dual national nationalities of those countries. Now that ban is expected to last for a period of at least 90 days so we'll just have to, to wait and see. But for some unknown reason we can now travel on a dual passport and go into America. As so Australian. The moment, uh, yes, yeah. depending on who we have our you know, uh, or, um, was it? You, what's the word you're saying? Um, what the dual nationality? Yes, right? yes. It's it's a word that you have with that country an agreement anyway uh -huh. that you can hold a dual passport. Some countries we can't, you know, and some we can. So that. But so we we are looking at this situation very closely, of course, and um, we're just you know depending on all the updates that are coming through to to let us know what's happening. But obviously, keep in touch with your your travel expert to make sure that you know it's all okay for you. There will obviously be a lot more delay is probably two now at the airports, just that there were anyway. And uh, I think someone came in the other day and said already they couldn't believe the chaos at the airport. So mm. just beware. It might be a wise idea to defer travel to the US at the moment unless, you know, you have to go. Uh, if you could put it off, maybe till things settle might be a better idea. Um, with Cuba too, we just this is really important because we know that Cuba has supposedly been opened up to tourism, but... For those travelling to Cuba for tourist purposes, you are not eligible for travel on any US airline. From it, the US or from, from anywhere? Uh, here, from if here. you're entering on a US airline into Cuba, you cannot as a tourist. Right. You'll be turned around. Yes, because they cannot provide you with boarding passes. They're only provided to people in America that belong to one of the 12 Office of Foreign Assets Control Travel Agencies. Categories, rather category. So you're still going to have to go in via Mexico or Canada or South America or whatever on one of those carriers. To but go to Cuba. To go to Cuba. Mm. Okay. Keep you posted on that one as well. Mm, sure to be a changing scene. Well, I'm sure it will be. Let's head back to Europe instead. Let's, let's do that instead. And if you haven't been to Barcelona in Spain and you haven't seen the Sagrada Familia, it really is quite a unique piece of architecture. It is a cathedral. It is it? a cathedral. It will be when it's finished. It's a partially completed uh, cathedral. Now, he, he was born, Anthony Gaudi, in 1852 in Catalonia, and he began studying architecture at the age of 21. And he he only apparently passed with mediocre grades in 1878 and the director still didn't know what to make of him. 
<laughs> so isn't that funny person, yeah. as it often happens? So, but then he soon, of course, it, it, he did do well and we came on to design some of the greatest architectural ma- masterpieces ever created, which really have defined the city of Barcelona to this day. And his initial works were primarily Gothic in nature, but they had a traditional Spanish flair to them, which when you see the Sagrada Familia, you can, it's, it's just amazing. You've just got to keep looking. The, the detail is really incredible. Uh, it's a shame he never saw it completed in his lifetime. He got hit by a tram when he was about 70-odd, I think. But yes, his plan was to build facades that would represent the birth, death and the resurrection of Christ with 18 towers symbolising the 12 apostles, the four evangelists and the Virgin Mary and Christ. And the one representing Christ would be the tallest and would stand 170 metres high. So it's a lot of his plans, original plans, were destroyed, uh, which created a lot of debate as to how the future development of the yeah, the building would continue as a result of the, you know, the Spanish Civil War. Um, more than three million people visit the attraction every day and really it is very, very busy to warn you and with the amount of cruise ships coming into Barcelona now it can be exceptionally busy. So make sure you book on a tour that includes it to avoid the queues I think mm-hmm. if you're going to do that. Um, and it's open, you know, virtually 9am to 8pm most most days. But an incredible thing to see and it's, as I said, the detail, it's really hard to explain it's got you know fruit on it. It's got pineapples. It's got all sorts of interesting things and colours. And and they are still working. All the, all the fees for it, of course, go to restoring it. And they're hopefully going to have it. They're hoping for the anniversary's death, have it fully restored by about two thousand twenty-six. And there are some other buildings oh, in Barcelona, fascinating. blocks of flats and things yeah. that were designed by Gaudi. And you can go and see them, which I have yeah. done. Yeah. Park Güell, which is another one. It dates back to 1900 when a, a guy called Eusebi Güell commissioned Gaudi to build a garden city, which was intended for the elite of the Barcelona society. But it is incredible. And the most photographed one is this big lizard, this big multicoloured mosaic lizard. It's a giant lizard. Um, but you've got the Casa Musea Gaudi, which is the house at the entrance, which has got a little spire. And he lived there for most of his last 20 years in Parkwell. But then in a the, couple of the main streets, you've got La Pedrera, which is one of his uh, probably second most recognisable masterpiece. And it was built for a wealthy family. And it's quite an incredible building in its own right. And you can it's really interesting if you go up and see all the, the chimneys and the modern sculptures around the roof area. It, it's absolutely amazing. And there's a couple of other buildings as well. So if you're thinking of going to Spain, you've got to definitely see some of his um, attractions there. And the other thing that has really great to do, Jane, if you're in Barcelona is to go to Montserrat. It's it's quite an incredible, craggy mountain range that looks like jagged teeth. It's, it's granite and really rugged and inbuilt into that is a monastery that has been built into there many years ago and they have boys go out there to learn who, before their vo- voices break and they are trained to sing for the beautiful choirs and they live in there as a live-in school to train their voices and if you're lucky enough to be there on a day that they're practising it's just remarkable and it's got the black madonna there and they're not really sure why the black madonna was made black holding the infant christ but it's been revered there for many many years and that was about built and made rather or sculpted in about 1250 but it's an interesting half day trip if you want to do it not for the faint-hearted though if you're scared of heights it's it's you're winding up and up and you look down and my god it is so steep but absolutely incredible view once you get to the top as well and some lovely sculptures and things around in the gardens and they have a little market there and little cafes and things as well but but just quite an incredible place to visit if you're in Barcelona as well. It's the time when we take a look at what's hot in the travel deal departments at the moment. 
and there are some hot ones. Firstly, in our own little area of the world, Norfolk Island on sale. There's some amazing early bird escapes have been released, so long as you book by the 28th of February. And the lead-in one is staying at Crest Apartments with return air travel, eight days car hire with full insurance. You get an on-island concierge, and you get four extra bonus inclusions like little admissions to things, etc. And it's a saving of over $750 being offered to you by all the accommodation establishments there. And that's from under a thousand and fifty per person for all those inclusions. So mm. that's a great value for money one. And if you've been there or you'd like another island, I've just thrown this one in because I liked it as well. Did both these last year, which is the Cook Islands. And there's also nice packages there from starting from under twelve hundred dollars with seven nights accommodation, which is giving you actually thirty percent off the accommodation, and you get an introductory dive in it as well as well as your accommodation, of course, and your air travel with Air New Zealand. So again, you've got to book that by the end of February. All these at the moment are basically all end of February, unless I say otherwise. Um, this is one with called Spices, Teas and Rubber Trees. It's a mm-hmm. <laughs> fly cruise package, which is 18 nights, and you're saving up to 50% off the cruise fare for guests two on this one. And this is you're going to fly into Dubai. You have two nights there, then 15 nights cruising from Dubai to Singapore, going through uh, via Mumbai, uh, Goa, Cochin, Colombo, Kuala Lumpur. How nice would that be? Then you get one night in Singapore at the end. And that is starting um, from under 6000 per person, and it departs 24 November. And there's another nice one, an 11-night fly cruise to Japan, and that starts from under 2500 per person. And you have two nights pre-cruise in Tokyo and a lovely nine-night cruise on Diamond Princess from Yokohama return going all round the different Japanese islands, which is fantastic, and even it touches into South Korea. So that's great, 11 nights, and again, by end of Feb, all of these. This one is an eight-night, it's a shorter one, Penang and Langkawi, and you're getting 30% off the cruise fare. Return air to Singapore with Singapore Airlines, three nights cruise cruise pre-cruise accommodation in Singapore, and then you get four nights cruising on the Mariner the Seas from Singapore will return up to Langkawi and Penang, one night back in Singapore at the end, and of course your airfare home, and that's from under uh, 1600 per person. So some really great things. Now MSC Cruises, this is the Mediterranean-based cruise company or Italian-based originally. Each year they do this, Jane, and on the month of your birthday, they let you cruise for free. So as long as you've got one full fare paying passenger with you, you cruise for free. Mm, how many birthdays can you have a year? <laughs> There's 129 departures available throughout the year in areas covering the East and West Mediterranean, Northern Europe, Caribbean, Cuba, West Indies, and some of their grand voyages as well. Not bad. And since we were talking about canal boating, uh, there's a flash sale on some canal boating holidays as well, starting from um, a 12-passenger boat that has five cabins and from $2,548 for the boat for a week. So that's not bad, is it? So you've got lots of lovely cruising options here. That's with the French Travel Connection, so you need to get in early for that as well. And that's got to be booked, I think, by the end of February also. And Spain, seeing as we were talking Spain, if you book by 28 February again, Spain and Portugal Travel Connection have got great savings on their fully escorted tours of all the medieval towns and imperial cities, UNESCO cities, etc., that Spain has to offer. So some great savings to be had on a whole range of tours in Spain. And just before I go, there's been some great airfares released this week, really, really 
cheap, and I'm talking cheap, cheap, with Austrian Lufthansa and Swiss, who are all under the one umbrella now, and even in premium economy and business. There's too many fares to mention, but can I just say, check them out. They are just unbelievable. And I think it goes through till about March. You can book those for, but for travel till uh, November. And that's to Europe. To mm. Europe, yep, yeah. to European destinations. Really fantastic. And if you're interested in anything, you can't afford river cruising or anything this year, APT have announced a 2018 pre-release where if you make a commitment, you'll get huge rebates um, for next year's river cruising. And we all like something that makes our money go further. We absolutely do, Jane. <laughs> Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>